Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. We're at the Technology and Maintenance Council annual meeting in beautiful Orlando, Florida, and the theme of the show is electrifying performance in maintenance management. My guest today is John from McKay and Company. John, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm so glad to have you here. Jamie, good to be here. Thanks. When I think of uh, TMC and I think of the opportunity for us to get together, uh, it's a little more special this time for me personally, but I think for the whole industry, there's more people here than ever before. It's exciting. We see representation at TMC of both uh, dealers and, and the independent service channel. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about because the independent service channel plays such an important part in keeping fleets on the road. So from your perspective, what are the biggest challenges facing the heavy duty, um, aftermarket in 2022 and, and, and as we move beyond 2022? Yeah, probably the, the biggest challenges looking at 2022 is, is some of the challenges we had in 2021 is, is, Am I going to be able to get the parts I need to meet the service requirements or just to distribute the parts to the people who want them? I get, you know, I get a lot of talk about, uh, chips and other electronic components on vehicles, but there are other components having the same issues. And then the issues related to if I can get the part, what am I going to pay for the, or what am I going to have to charge the customer for the part? Because, um, you know, inflation is, uh, in this industry as it is in every industry. So that's another big challenge is, uh, the, the parts increases, uh, pricing wise and, uh, and finding the parts are probably the two biggest challenges. And probably the, the third one, I don't know if it, it, it may even be bigger than those is finding the people to sell the parts and work the counters and service the vehicles because there's a lot of competition for people in all positions out there. So yeah, the trucking industry certainly hasn't been immune to that. I mean, no. you look at other industries, uh, for example, we were just at a restaurant the other evening and they said that it was an over an hour wait and we looked in the restaurant and it was half empty. It wasn't because there was too many people. It was because there wasn't enough servers. Right. And I thought, you know, the that industry, but our industry is the same. You're, you're drivers, parts technicians, repair technicians, we need so many people. It's funny you said that. I was at a restaurant the other night, and they said, we're closing down completely for the next day because our people have been working so hard. But in our industry, if you're a service provider, or you, you can't just shut down for a day or take two days. So we're going to give our employees some time off. That's not really an option because trucking is so integral to... Everything. So, yeah. So this is the heavy duty parts report. We like to talk about parts as much as possible when it comes to the demand. Like right now we have this kind of perfect storm where we had supply, uh, fell because of the pandemic and related issues. Uh, demand continued to go up. That creates inflation in the prices. Is, is the demand for parts in the aftermarket going to continue to grow as we move, you know, through 2022 and beyond? Yeah, our forecast has demand growing in uh, 2022. Well, it has it growing. We don't forecast out recessions, but outside of recessions, uh, we have demand growing for the next five years. Um, and primarily because we've been putting so many vehicles into the marketplace, 
Uh, and if we keep the, what we call the utilization rate up, the use of those vehicles up, they're going to be eating more parts and tires and lubricants. Um, now, our forecast for 2022 over 2021 is to have the market be up about uh, 7%, and a good chunk of that is price. Uh, but there, there's still you know, a percentage of that is up in units as well, just because based on the demand. So, uh, yeah, we're optimistic about the market. I mean, we put together our forecast before what happened in Ukraine and oil and everything else. So, you know, we'll, we'll adjust in six months if, you know, depending on how that impacts or if it impacts, but, uh, yeah. but there's always something going on. Yeah. You, you see, uh, that wide perspective of the industry with all of the research that your company does. And what I'm kind of interested in, in knowing just from the, from the data, mm-hmm. we know kind of in our hearts how important the independent service channel is to the trucking industry, but how does the data support that? belief and feeling that we have, especially of the people who actually rely on that for their jobs. <laughs> well, uh, so we survey, we, we do complete thousands of surveys with fleets each year, and we ask them about operation of their vehicles, and, and that varies by vocation and vehicle class, but we also ask them how they service their vehicles and what they do in-house and what they outsource, and if they outsource, where do they go? And the independent uh, service channel is an important factor in that. And um, you know, occasionally you hear concerns about that, you know, the independent service channel is going to get pushed out of this market. And I, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. I think there's always an opportunity for the independent channels because I don't think the OE channels are going to be able to cover everything anytime soon. So there's always got to be another option out there. And there's so many smart people in the independent service provider channel that are coming up with creative ideas or, or will go above and beyond what's sometimes offered in the OE channels. So, uh, it's an important channel. They're, they're growing as well their opportunities all right so it's not just uh well it's not just a wish there's actually data to back that up so we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back don't have a heavy duty part number and need to look up a part go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on apple or android to create your free account looking for high quality fuel injection for heavy duty applications Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line, which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com slash aftermarket. We're back from our break. And before the break, we were talking about the trends in the industry. Uh, We're so happy to be here at TMC in person. John, this is great. When we look at the annual meeting and we look at the theme about electrification in the trucking industry, one thing I noticed about their theme is they, they, they add on that maintenance management at the end, right? So we, we understand electrification is coming, but, um, there's that role of, of how do we maintain these vehicles going forward? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, well, certainly there's going to be some big decisions eventually down the road. I think it's very interesting the amount of resources and efforts and money that's being put towards electrification of vehicles and not just electric, but other technologies as well. Um, and certainly there's some big goals put out there by fleets as to what they're going to have for, in some cases, for alternative powered vehicles and what the vehicle manufacturers say they're going to sell by a certain point in time. And, and even some government like California, other places saying we're going to, you know, only, re, uh, allow these types of vehicles to be operating in our universe. From an aftermarket side, we don't see anything changing real quick down the road because the nice thing in the aftermarket is we always know what gets sold by type of vehicle, by type of power. So we know when that change is coming. We're not, and our forecast right now goes out for five years. So we're not seeing it yet, but we're starting, we're surveying our fleets and we're picking their brains about what they're testing and what they're looking at. And certainly, you know, beyond five years, it, we'll start seeing more of it. 
Uh, and I'm talking class six or eight markets. So that, you know, it's not going to switch as quickly as transit or the light duty markets, right. but it's going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact from the standpoint of the number of parts, moving parts on the vehicle and certainly an impact on how you service the vehicles. And there could be a whole new education and training involved with that. And fleet man- management is going to have to to keep up on that and understand that. What we are telling folks right now is, you know, we don't see it coming as quickly as maybe some other people do, but that's going to vary by who are your fleets and what uh, vocation are they in or where are you based? Because there's there's places in the country that are going to switch faster than others. So better be aware of what's going on in your market related to that. That makes a lot of sense. You know, earlier you mentioned how one of the big challenges is the shortage of people. I think if you went back uh, even just five years, there was a general idea that um, all of this electrification and change and, and automation that was coming to our industry was going to rob us of a lot of jobs. But in some ways, I, I have to wonder if we don't need this technology just to be able to keep going forward. Because I, I know so many of the people that I grew up with, you know, within the industry that mentored me and they've all retired and there's not enough people to replace them anyway. Yeah. So is that, this is actually going to be part of the solution, not necessarily part of a, of a, problem when it comes to people. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. I mean, you just think about it from your personal life and you used to think about it, you know, 20 years ago and you talk about the technologies coming down the road and it's like, oh, your life's going to be so much easier. You're only going to have to work four days a week or, or four, four hours a week, a, a day or four days a week or whatever. We don't, we work a lot more, but we can do a lot more because of the technology and that and enables us to do that much more. So I think you're right. I think it, it just, it'll help us bridge those gaps and those that lost of some of the older knowledgeable technicians and help fill some of those gaps. So we're at TMC. Uh, what's been one of the highlights of the show? Um, well, I just got here last night, so I've just started walking around, but uh, it's interesting. There's a number of new companies out there that are artificial intelligence, gathering all sorts of data, promoting the idea, gathering all sorts of information from fleets and using that data to better handle maintenance or better handle drivers or avoid accidents. I think that's interesting. I just went by one of the truck manufacturers booths and they had uh, uh, charging stations there. It's the first time I've ever picked up a, a charger on a charging station. I don't have an electric vehicle, so I, don't, I haven't done that before. So that's new to me, probably not most people, but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. But you're right. I like the traffic out there. I was at the show in Cleveland. I think that was good for them to TMC management to have that show in Cleveland, but unfortunately it didn't you know, a lot of fleets uh, weren't able to get permission probably to, to go to the show, but I think we're, we're hopefully finally past that. And it seems like the traffic's pretty good down there and people are excited to see everybody in person. So I think hopefully uh, we're done with the COVID stuff and we'll, we'll move that. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, from your perspective, why should someone listening consider becoming a member at TMC? I go to a lot of industry events, not just in the trucking industry, but we also work in the off-highway ag and construction equipment markets. And I don't know of another show that packs so much information in such a tight time frame. And, you know, my wife sometimes says, well, you're, you know, I live in Chicago. I'm going to Florida for three days. And she's like, kid me, oh, you get to go to Florida for three days. I go, you don't understand. At TMC, we start at seven in the morning, go to nine or 10 at night. It's a long day, but it's, you get so much value in that day between the trade shows. So you can talk to all your suppliers of your fleet. I'm not a fleet, obviously, but the breakout sessions of how much you can learn on the technology, the vehicles and the people you can interface with and the networking you can do. It's from my standpoint, if you're in this industry, it's, it's a no brainer from that standpoint. You've been listening to the heavy duty parts report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with John from McKay and company to learn more. Visit McKayCO.com. Don't worry. Links are in the show notes. You'll be able to click right through to their site. 
John, thank you so much for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you, Jamie. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.